When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following is a presentation of IMG, America's home for college sports. Duck Insider. Duck Insider. Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Look out. He's got some room. He's got some speed. And he's got the end zone at his side. Got it. Touchdown. Oops. That was too quick. And how do you like to start this football season? The flush with the right hand. Goes up. He's blocked. the show. This is Doc Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. Time now for your daily dose of Oregon athletics. Here's your host, Joey Mack. Snap. Give it to Verdell up the middle. Touchdown! Verdell right up the middle. Untouched. Oregon has beaten Washington. The Ducks have beaten the Huskies. And there's a huge pile down in the end zone on the right side. <laughs> oh my God. In overtime. How do you like that? What a great way to start a show after Husky Week. Now it's Cougar Week. That was Jerry Allen on the call on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Oh, what a great day. The Monday after a great football weekend, it's one of the best shows that we do. Part of that is selfish. When the Ducks win, it makes this show obviously much easier to do. And when there's a lot going on, the Monday show tends to just write itself. You know, Zach Blaine, Randy Anthony, and I, we just kind of show up Monday morning. It's like, well... We can talk about a lot of good things today. That makes it fun. Coach Cristobal, we're going to hear from him coming up as the Ducks take down the Huskies in overtime, 30-27. to What a performance from C.J. Verdell. The Oregon offensive line, the depth got tested, and they still found a way to win. And how about that? Let's unpack that for just a moment. Panay Sewell and Dallas Wormack both get hurt at separate times in that game. The offensive line had to go to two backups. Calvin Throckmorton flipped from right tackle to left tackle. Brady Aiello fills in at right tackle. Jacob Capper comes in at right guard. And guess who the two key guys were on that run for C.J. Verdell? You heard Jerry say it. He was untouched into the end zone. Jacob Capra, Brady Aiello, the guys at the forefront on that block. 
Man, if that doesn't tell you the kind of culture that Coach Cristobal has put together and the sort of physical nature that this team is playing with, I don't know what does. That was awesome to see. So many good things. So many good things as a result of this game. So many opportunities now for the Ducks in front of them. They're the top-ranked Pac-12 team in the latest AP poll at number 12. C.J. Verdell with his two touchdowns went over 100 yards, the third straight game that he's gone for over 100 yards. C.J. Verdell is the Pac-12 player of the week. And the Ducks take down the Huskies in overtime. I will also say that those are the three most important timeouts that Oregon has taken all season long. Two of them to ice the kicker. One of them to draw up that final play and run the ball when the Huskies dropped eight. Ducks ran right through the hole that the Huskies left for them. What a day. Your Facebook comments and questions, the Ducks take down the Huskies. Man, that was fun. What stood out to you guys out there in your Facebook comments and questions? I love what Cindy just said. They played a full 60 minutes. They really did. They really, really did. That was a very incredibly balanced game. Look at the numbers. The interception early that Diamador Lenore had picking off Jake Browning. Ducks had a fumble later on in the game. They traded turnovers. They also traded missed field goals. Adam Stack had a chance to put the Ducks up three, missed a field goal, and then the field goal as time expired in regulation was missed by Washington. They traded missed field goals. Time of possession was right about the same. Total yardage, Washington actually won that battle. I mean, the numbers tell you exactly what this game was. This was two really good teams, and I'll tell you what, the Autzen Stadium crowd made a huge difference. Mario Cristobal, uh, I'm the first person that he talks with after he talks with the team. So he talks with us on our post-game show on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Then he goes in, sits at the podium, and talks to the rest of the media. We're about two and a half minutes into our post-game conversation. And Coach Cristobal, I'm asking him about the defense and the performance, getting after Jake Browning, you know, a typical question in post-game when you get a win like that. And Coach Cristobal just goes, yeah, that was great, but you know what? How about this Austin Stadium crowd? Let's talk about that. Coach wanted to talk about that. That that should have been the first question that I asked Coach Cristobal post-game. He was so electrified by the Austin Stadium crowd and the difference that it made in this game. It made all the difference in the world to him and the players. So well done, fans. 58,000-plus and strong at Autzen Stadium. Awesome atmosphere again. A couple other takeaways. I thought the Oregon secondary played excellent. You know, Rob Mosley, I thought, phrased it really well on our game recap that you're going to see on the GoDucks.com YouTube channel and the various Oregon football social media pages. Mosley and I do a recap every Monday morning of each game. One of the things Rob brought up is that you didn't really notice the corners very much. You didn't really notice the safeties for the Ducks. They were making some big plays, and God, how about the way they got after Jake Browning, everybody? Ducks got after the Washington quarterback. They got after him, there's no doubt. Cindy, awesome game. Alex asked about the secondary. I think we just touched on that. I'll do my best to keep up with your Facebook comments and questions. (laughs) I love what uh, Racine just said. Great game in all caps. But we do not want any more OT games this season. (laughs) I think Coach Cristobal and the entire staff and maybe the entire fan base got a few extra gray hairs on that one, right? Boy, that was fun. What a great weekend for the Ducks. An awesome, awesome weekend. And uh, it's it's pretty cool to see this amount of support for the Ducks. Uh, This is good. Putting Dylan Mitchell in motion was brilliant from Tobiah. How about Dylan Mitchell in general, everybody? He continues to light up Pac-12 defenses. And Dylan Mitchell, that, man, can we reflect on that touchdown for just a minute? I love Jerry Allen's call. I'll do my best to, to, to reenact it for you. Stutter step, stutter step, stutter step, score. That pretty much perfectly describes what Dylan Mitchell did on that play. He's shifty. He makes dudes miss. I love the way Dylan Mitchell's playing right now. Eight catches for 119 yards and a score. Justin Herbert started a little slow, but he finished hot. At one point, he had eight straight completions to end the third quarter. I believe he finished 11 of 13. He was 18 for 32 overall for 202 yards and two touchdowns, a 129.9 rating. That's not bad. And here's what I loved about Justin Herbert's game. All of us were thinking coming into it, you know, boy, 
you might need to have Justin Herbert just go nuts against this Washington secondary. And you know what the cool thing was, at least in my mind, and Jordy brought this up on the broadcast, Justin Herbert never forced anything against, I think, the best secondary in the country in Washington. After seeing them in person, I really think that. I thought they were elite. But Justin Herbert never forced anything, right? He never seemed to try to do too much. Multiple times watching from the sideline, I would see him look, 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 and go to the check down guy and get the five yards. He took what the defense gave him. That's what you love about a guy like Justin Herbert. Didn't try to overdo it in a game like this. Never listened to that outside noise. Boy, Justin Herbert's got to go crazy here against the, the Huskies. He's got to have a huge game. I just love the way that he approached it. I love the way the coaches stutter approached stop, it. Stutter stop, stutter stop, score. <laughs> Jerry Allen on the call. That was Dylan Mitchell's touchdown. And Jerry Allen, well done, sir. Well done. And Jorgie with a little... Uh, <laughs> Little little chuckle as well. Yeah, that was a, an awesome, awesome performance from the Ducks all the way around. The way the defense played. And I think maybe this was my biggest takeaway. You know, we said going into the game that explosion plays would be huge. The Ducks did convert a couple of those big-time plays. One of them was on third down to set up the eventual game-winning touchdown in overtime. A few things on that before I get to my biggest takeaway. Mario Cristobal said if they didn't succeed in running the ball on third down, they were going to run it again on fourth down. The Ducks were going for the win. I love that, first of all. Trust your offensive line. Trust the run game. I love it. Secondly, the amount that the Ducks converted on third down. Nine for 18 converting on third down in this game. And they are the best team in the conference at converting on third down right now. The Ducks were also on fourth downs. Three for three to keep some drives going. And many of those conversions on fourth down were run plays. In fact, Zach Blaine will double check me. I think all of them were run plays on fourth down. Does that sound right? Randy Anthony, he was producing our game back on the radio side. Is that, I think that's right. I, think I turned into a fan downs. about the third quarter, Joey. I, 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 uh, you know. I love it. Let I love me check it. that. I, I think at least two of them were run plays. The point I'm making, the faith in the game plan, the faith in your running back. C.J. Verdell for 29 carries, 111 yards, two touchdowns. Again, he's the Pac-12 player of the week. Travis Dye, 15 carries for 67 yards. All in all, the Ducks made plays when they had to. What a performance from from Oregon. What a performance. I love Nathan. My voice is still gone. <laughs> and he posted the, the video of his celebration. Yeah, how many fans had some great videos of all the celebrations? My wife was sitting in Section 20. So, like, she's watching it. The, the, the guys are running at her in overtime. And one of my old buddies, Justin... He was a groomsman in my wedding, and my other buddy, groomsman in my wedding as well, Ben, are there in the game. And I just want to tell this story because I think it's going to reflect just how excited everybody was for that celebration, which, by the way, students, well done. Well done, students. Awesome students and the pit crew. <laughs> that was a fun game. So my wife's got a video of Justin, who, who's my age. We graduated the same year, running around on the field. And I swear it was it was just the most joy I've seen on a, on an Oregon football fan's face in a long time. It was pretty great seeing uh, my old buddies. You know, I, it was cool to see that sort of atmosphere at Autzen Stadium. And, and and maybe I'm thinking about it more as a former student myself at Oregon. Maybe I'm thinking about it more because th those guys, my old college buddies, were there for this game. But man, what a performance! All in all, that was that was just fun. I like what Ron said, just Jordan Scott with an exclamation point. Yeah, he was jumping snaps. He was all over the place in this game. And now the Cougars are on the horizon. This is a tough test for the Ducks. Real tough test against the Cougars. We'll be breaking it down all week long here on Duck Insider. The Oregon Football Coaches Show coming up on Wednesday. Join us down at the Cooler, the number one sports bar in Eugene. 7.05 on Wednesdays and across the Oregon IMG Sports Network for the Oregon Football Coaches Show. That'll be the next time that we'll be down at the Cooler this Wednesday previewing Ducks and Cougars, that 4.30 kickoff on Fox from Pullman. And ESPN's College Game Day is going to be there in Pullman. The first time that game day has ever been in Pullman, despite the fact that Old Crimson's been on the show for 200-plus appearances or something like that. It'll actually be there on its home turf this time. This is maybe the biggest regular season game that the Cougs have played in I don't even know how long. Maybe the Apple Cup a few years ago when I think they had some legit bowl 
type of situations on the line. All right, Zach Blaine's got an answer for us. Four, fourth down conversion. I think it was all running plays. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was all running plays. All running plays. That's the belief in the game plan and the offensive line from this coaching staff. That was a lot, a lot of fun. All right, we are going to get to your Facebook comments and questions. Uh, Tobiah brought up a good one here. Tobiah, he's, he's got my back. The Jalen Red catch. First of all, what a throw from Justin Herbert. And the key in getting points right before halftime, then the Ducks got the ball back at the half. What a catch from Jalen Red, but what a throw from Justin Herbert, everybody. What a throw that was. Man. All right, I see that I am about 50 comments behind on your Facebook comments and questions. I'm going to have to maybe defer to Zach to help us get through some of these. We also are going to hear from Mario Cristobal, the Oregon football head coach, his weekly press conference. We have that for you coming up momentarily. We will also jump in to a conversation with Matt Ulmer. They split on their road trip. The Oregon volleyball team, we're going to hear from him coming up. He'll probably be in his socks and sandals as usual. We'll talk about that. I'm Joey Mack. Quick timeout. I'm going to catch up on some of your Facebook comments and questions. And, yeah, but this is a good way to end it. Uh, John Elway was, in fact, at Autzen Stadium checking out Justin Herbert. That's pretty cool. More Duck Insider coming up. I'll get to your Facebook comments and questions right after this on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. When you've got your sights set on a goal, whether it's planting roots, planning your future, or going for the big win, you do what it takes to make it happen. And On Point Community Credit Union can help. We support our community with local banking and lending that unlocks opportunities. Because just like our Oregon Ducks, we play as a team and we win as one too. On Point is a proud sponsor of University of Oregon Athletics. Join in at onpointcu.com. Federally insured by NCUA, equal opportunity lender. Wherever you go in Oregon, you'll find lottery dollars working because you're playing, supporting what matters to Oregonians. From schools and job creation to state parks and wildlife habitat, and now veteran services and outdoor school. Win or lose, every dollar you play adds up to a better Oregon for everyone. The Oregon Lottery. Together, we do good things. This is the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Hi, I'm Lenny the Lifeguard. I only have a few seconds during this timeout to give you a few tips on ways to reduce stormwater pollution. Number one, fix any leaks your vehicle may be dripping on roadways. Number two, pick up after your pets. If they, uh, you know, go while walking, these items can get washed down the storm drain when it rains and end up polluting our lakes and streams. Please remember to hop to it. Protect our water because clean water is everyone's responsibility. This message brought to you by Stormwater Mascot, Lenny the Lifeguard. U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo Hundo P Hundo P Adjective Short for being 100% sure or certain As in If we get a puppy I'll Hundo P always walk it You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same Visit AdoptUSKids.org Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Adopt U.S. Kids and the Ad Council Back on Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Joey Mack here with you. And today's show is brought to you by the Northport Public House. It's a new Oregon-inspired restaurant here in Crescent Village, serving locally sourced farm-to-fork grub, open daily at 11 a.m. Uh, I see a couple people asking about a huge recruiting weekend. So Coach Cristobal did talk about that in his press conference. Unfortunately, I'm not able to give you too many details in terms of names as it pertains to recruits. That would be an NCAA compliance violation with our connection to the athletic department. Of course, you're watching it on the official GoDucks Facebook right now. But I can tell you, uh, I think the recruiting office is very happy with Autzen Stadium. I can tell you that uh, Coach Cristobal was very happy with Autzen Stadium. In fact, he called the Autzen Stadium atmosphere the ultimate difference maker in the recruiting or on the recruiting trail. How about that? I saw Kyle asking about that. I wanted to make sure that I addressed that. This is... Uh, a fun week for sure. But now the Ducks have got to be able to come back and get a win against the Cougs. Mario Cristobal on that and much more in his weekly press conference. I promise I'll do my best to keep up with all of your Facebook comments and questions. I, I only caught up by <laughs> about 20 or so. So I'm I'm doing my best to keep up with them during Coach Cristobal's press conference. I'll do my best to keep up with everything else. Coach Cristobal talking with the media just a little while ago. His thoughts on the big win over Washington and much, much more. 
Went back at the went right back to work yesterday. Uh, I just had a couple guys bumped up, banged up a little bit, but uh, really good practice yesterday. Guys were sharp, understanding the importance of getting refocused and uh, getting dialed in and locked in uh, to Washington State and uh, the kind of team that they are. Obviously, they're a really good football team, so um, the plan has been going well so far. Um, from an injury uh, update standpoint, uh, waiting on a word on a couple guys, but we seem to be doing okay in terms of Dallas, in terms of Panay. Uh, Braxton Burmeister is back. Uh, we would expect him to be back fully. Uh, Austin Faliu, obviously, was good. He played in the game. Uh, Darren Felix, we're still waiting on his, uh, his foot. You know, he, he still has an issue with his foot. We don't expect it to be a real serious one, but it might take another week or two. Um, if I'm missing somebody, please let me know. But uh, that being said, open questions. Kind of maybe injuries. What about Tony Brooks James and mm-hmm. his status at running back? Because it seems like you've given the bulk of the two carries the last two games to Verdell and, and Die. Mm-hmm. Well, Verdell played really well, and so we felt he deserved it. And he got it. Watching uh, TBJ, especially on that second kickoff return, was explosive, ran hard, ran physical. Um, so we are going to get him more involved and make sure uh, he touches the ball more. He is healthy. He is healthy. He, uh, he was healthy this past week. Uh, Mario, as someone that, you know, you've been to the pinnacle of uh, college football being a part of a national championship team, but where did where did Saturday's uh, win rank in your personal uh, achievements for you? Oh, as high as any of those, you know. I'd like to relive it for a second, but I won't and I can't, uh, but certainly the moment itself. I mean, it's it doesn't get any better. It, it hasn't been, I mean, that's as good or better than any moment I've been able, been fortunate enough and privileged enough to be a part of and uh, obviously extremely fired up for our fans and because the way that they came out the way they made that stadium rock and the way they affected the game and our energy um i'm glad uh looks like they enjoyed it so uh hopefully they did and i'm glad they did yeah coach i looked at the, the stats there are 44 running plays with running backs none of them were for negative yardage what do you attribute that to and kind of what a success is that against a defense like that yeah that's uh it's a big accomplishment it's uh the direction we've been really aiming for and working towards since january being able to control the line of scrimmage. Uh, they're an excellent front, and they're an excellent defense. Uh, a lot of talent, a lot of big, stout guys. Uh, I think, uh, you know, after a game like that, your body feels that you could tell. And But um, that being said, we, you know, against a team like that, a lot of times being in second and eight is, is not a bad thing because second and eights will turn into second and twos or second and ones or 12, 14-yard gains. And certainly happened so it's a it's certainly a, a lot of progress towards what we want and we feel that we could continue progressing and get better in that department in games like that we always gravitate to like a guy like cj or, or dylan or, or justin who had big games but after review what stood out to you maybe that doesn't show up in in the box score when when you reviewed that game you guys competing uh it just refusing to get caught up in the scoreboard of the moment you know we told our guys the scoreboard lies now you could you could go out there and physically dominate for a long, long time and, and knock some people around and look up and, you know, a fumble or an interception or a, uh, just an unlucky play. It might say the, the other team's won, and when on the field you're kind of doing the things for the most part you're supposed to do, so don't pay attention to it. I thought that was the most important thing we did is the entire time just kept playing ball no matter what. Um, aside from that, the physicality of the front lines continues to improve and progress. I think the investment... The investment is paying off, and that being said, we're not to where we need to be yet, but it's certainly we're making a lot of progress in that department, and it must continue. And the other part is, you know, we have to keep developing depth. Karlberg has shown, you know, I mean, the guy's essentially he's a co-starter because of his work and he's, his development. Now guys like like Sione, um, you know, guys like Popo, uh, guys like Gary Baker, um, all those guys, you know, guys like Jacob Capra, who's, who popped in there. Brady's played football before, so he's a guy that we consider another co-starter guy. But guys like him, guys like Stephen Jones, you know, may get an opportunity to play now down the road. So all in all, at uh, the line of scrimmage. Other than the interception for D'Amador and then the one long pass play for UW, the, the corners kind of weren't in the spotlight a lot. How do you think they covered and – particularly going forward, you know, with the challenge they're going to face this weekend oh, they, uh, in light of that. Sure, they did a really good job. You know, um, you know, Keith Hayward is, um, you know, along with Dante, of course, but uh, Keith is really 
brought some uh, some new wrinkles to our defense in terms of coverage to be able to not only and sometimes to protect your corner so they're not nylon all day but also to be able to give different pictures and different looks to the opponent quarterback and uh, being able to tie those into what we do up front it's it's been a it's been a tremendous uh, you know factor for us in terms of improving in that department and you're going to have to because this crew that we're playing against the quarterback's an excellent player the offensive line is a veteran group that protects him well they have all every kind of receiver you want on your roster they have and they have the big guy that could you know long stride and run by you they have the slot guy that could wiggle right by you and and create problems in space. They use their running back extremely well out of the backfield and in empty formations to create mismatches, wheel routes and whatnot, pick routes with uh, on some of your linebackers and safety. So you have to uh, be very disciplined in terms of what you're seeing, your assignment, and also from a technical standpoint. You know, you have to be able to disrupt these guys, and you have to be able to affect the quarterback because he gets rid of the ball quickly, and if he does have time, he's even that much more dangerous. Mayor, I just wanted to clear up the ambiguity there. You said with Panay and Dallas that they were – were those guys you were waiting word on or were you confident that they were minor injuries or just wanted clarity on that? You know, we, we believe – Dallas, I believe, is full go. Panay, which we're going to wait and see how he is. And then with the Washington State's pass defense, they lead the league in, in pass defense they overall do. and their third in conference play just – this is a little bit of a different Washington State team than years past. I know last year they also made improvement. What have you seen from that pass defense in particular when you're obviously a pretty potent passing offense? Sure. It starts with what they do on first down. Uh, their, their success rate on first down, doing a couple things. You know, they stem the front a lot, which always causes problems for an offensive line. The picture starts looking one way, it changes in a second. So either it causes issues with line calls and communication or – you get offenses jumping off sides, which all of a sudden you're in first and 15. Well, you know, we do all our analytical work and our statistical work. When teams are on first and 15, their success rate for, for getting the punt team on the field in three plays is about 98%. So first down is critical in this game. You know, you got to make sure that you're disciplined. You don't allow all this eye candy to get you to jump and be jittery. Uh, so that's important. Number two is their defense is very challenging because they move like crazy. They are a stunt. Um... Uh, stem operation, meaning that they might start in a four-man front, stem to bear, stem to odd. Um, very exotic in their third-down packages. They use big guys in, or outside and, and smaller guys uh, inside and switch those guys around. Their full-line slants and angles are very difficult to block. They get underneath the zone schemes, underneath some of the gap scheme stuff. Um, and they play their safety. Their fifth safeties are, are really strong and heavy run support guys. They're going to be in there, and sometimes it's going to look like cover zero, but they're playing their quarters coverage stuff. So they're going to get hats to the football. They're going to disrupt the line of scrimmage. Uh, they've got to be one of the tops in the country in creating negative plays because of what they do. So you have to be very disciplined in the way that you um, ID them, in the way that you block them, and the technique you use, because when guys are slanting and angling like that, what happens first? Your feet don't catch up. So what happens after that? Typically, your hands are in bad position, and you start tugging and getting your holding call. So that's uh, that's one of the many challenges of this defense. They're playing at a really high level. Last year, they gave us tremendous problems. You know, they came here to Otson, and uh, and um, you know we we jumped off sides a good chunk of times, put ourselves in tough down distance situations, and they flat out they they played a better game than we did. So we certainly uh, you know we have our work cut out for us, and something that we're looking forward to. Mario, your guys kind of embraced that take-the-pack mantra before the season. Halfway through now, tied for first place in the division. Is that something you address with your team, either in terms of what it takes to get there or maybe not focusing on it too much at this point? Yeah, not. I think that's something in the offseason you talk about so that they understand it. But once you get into the season, you are going week to week. Um, you always address it because it's out there, and they're going to hear it, right? They're always going to hear that this thing's a tight race and going to be a tight race and how wide open the Pac-12 is, not to mention the North Division. Um, but immediately bring it right back down to earth and to the focus that we use every single week is understanding that we need to win tomorrow's practice. The Tuesday-Wednesday practice for us is the ultimate difference maker for us in our process and our program. And um, it's it really is that simple. I know it sounds boring and, and uh, certainly not interesting at all, but for us, because of where we are and how we're developing – it really, it's completely tied into how we play on Saturday. I mean, tomorrow's practice on Wednesday. It's we we play a game, maybe a game and a half on Tuesday and Wednesday, but it's uh, 
you know, it's part of uh, what they now trust and believe in, and we're going with it full throttle. Middle Jerry. Yeah, Coach, a question about defensive back play and your philosophy. I noticed in the Washington State-USC game that I think three times Washington State defensive backs got hit in the back of the helmet by passes. They didn't turn to look for the ball. They get pass interference calls. Um, and, you know, it seems like that happens a lot, that DBs don't turn and look for the ball when they, they could get an interception. In that vein, your philosophy in that regard, considering the long kind of pass that Browning threw and Thomas Graham seemed to have position on the receiver and then for some reason went behind him. I don't know if I'm interpreting that right, but would you say he should have cut in front of him and maybe got the interception or because behind him. Thomas's play, the actual play itself. Yeah. You know, it's a, that's a long and lonely track and a very uh, unforgiving world when you're out there playing the field and that thing comes all the way across the field. So it's a lot of grass to defend by yourself, and uh, we understand when they when they get you in that coverage, that's that's what comes with it. And the way that throw came out, the angle of the route changed a little bit too. How to defend it? Yeah, you got to undercut it, you know, to get yourself between the the receiver and the football itself. Cut the flight path of the ball and go up and make a play. Uh, easier said than done, you know. Easier said than done, but plenty of stuff to coach off the tape. He's a diligent student of the game, so. Um, and every single week he gets better and better, and, and he's a really good football player. So uh, we'll, stuff that we work on, and we'll continue working on. That's Mario Cristobal, the Oregon football head coach, meeting with the media earlier today. We'll have more from Coach Cristobal coming up. Your Cafe AM two-minute drill is to follow. We also have a conversation with Oregon Volleyball head coach Matt Ulmer. A couple Facebook comments and questions that I got to. I agree with Alex. Safety position is going to be very important this weekend. And I saw one question about the tempo. The Ducks wanted to run 80, 90 plays a game. That's an interesting question. I think that it'll be something that will come up with Coach Cristobal this week. I'll definitely be wondering about that. Uh, I think that's a fair question with the tempo. And I even saw some of you like, yeah, man, 50 points a game, you know, that that's not happening as much anymore. But I think college football is just changing in that regard. I think defenses are slowing down some of these high-tempo, fast-paced offenses. I saw an interesting question from Brad. He said, quote, the pick was the iconic moment of Oregon history. How does this win and that final touchdown parallel that moment, that moment, pivotal moment in a new era of Oregon football, both against UW, feels kind of eerie, right? It does feel kind of eerie, doesn't it? Uh, that's kind of what rivalry games are for, you know, they, they're just going to have those sorts of moments. I don't know that I can accurately answer that question, Brad, until we, we're a few we're, we're a little more removed from that win over Washington. In the moment, it's the greatest thing ever. I think we've got to let this one sit for a little while. That's going to be fun to talk about, though, I think, in the coming months. We'll do that. All right, we're going to hear from uh, Coach Cristobal coming up. We're going to also hear from Matt Ulmer, head coach of Oregon Volleyball. Stick with us. More Duck Insider. More of your Facebook comments and questions after this on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Hey, will you hand me a bag? Here's another can. The founder of the Boy Scouts of America said, the real way to gain happiness is to give it to others. Scouts here in Eugene are doing just that with Bottle Drop Give. The money they earn from collecting bottles and cans at football tailgates pays for scout trips and training. So do twice the good. Recycle your empties and donate your refund to a nonprofit like the Boy Scouts. Bottle Drop Give. At Mackenzie Willamette Medical Center, our focus is the evolution of emergency care. We're expanding our ER, giving you greater access to the care you need, from the area's only accredited chest pain center to posting our current average ER wait time and our commitment to the 30-minute ER pledge. We strive to give you more expertise with less waiting. At Mackenzie Willamette, better emergency care begins here. We work diligently to have you initially seen by a medical professional within 30 minutes of your arrival, owned in part by physicians. Duck Insider, your home for the latest news on Oregon athletics. This is the Oregon IMG Sports Network. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Open calendar. What's my schedule looking like? Next Thursday, you will be caught in an emergency flash flood between Park and First Street. What? No, no, that doesn't work. I'm I'm busy then. Decline. Decline. 
Floods don't exactly work around your schedule. Disasters don't plan ahead, but you can. It starts with talking to your loved ones about making an emergency plan. So don't wait. Communicate. Get started today at ready.gov plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. We're back on Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Want to get to a few more of your Facebook comments and questions. Uh, Jay, Herbert took a heck of a hit with that target penalties price he got up. Yeah, that was a, a scary one. And Jake Browning took one earlier in the game. Such a tough deal. You know, I, I actually really loved what Chris Peterson said. He was asked about the targeting stuff today. And he said that he feels like in today's football, you have to play as if you're not wearing a helmet. I thought that was an interesting comment. That, that's kind of that's kind of the rugby style of tackling, you know, like you don't see these sorts of violent hits as you do, and as many injuries as a result of tackles in rugby as you do in a sport like football. Part of that is because I think guys have a little bit of the mentality and have in the past that you have a helmet that's kind of a weapon, and you've got all these padding. You don't have that in rugby. So I, I think Chris Peterson's point is actually well taken. And that's Adam a great Jude, point. Yeah, Adam Jude of the Seattle Times, Zach, actually noted today, he actually noted today that the Huskies actually do in practice have periods where they practice tackling without helmets. I thought that was a really, interesting, really interesting point. And when Coach Peterson said that, I was like, whoa, that's that's really interesting. This is how college football is changing. You're going to have those sorts of conversations, I think, moving forward. More of your Facebook comments and questions. Uh, we're also going to hear from Matt Ulmer, head coach of Oregon Volleyball, coming up. See one what happened to Jabari Hines. He has not been 100% healthy, and I think a lot of other Ducks have just sort of captured the opportunity around him. Tobias asking about Tony Brooks-James. He is listed uh, lower on the depth chart. C.J. Verdell is listed as the starter. Tony Brooks-James has also been a little dinged up. I think that's contributed to it. We'll get to more of your Facebook comments and questions here coming up over the course of the day. i got to get to our Cafe M two-minute drill, though, so that we can get uh, the main man, Matt Ulmer, in here. Oregon football with a big win, and Oregon volleyball splitting their road trip this weekend. Women's soccer also fell 4-1 to one to number 16 Colorado, but senior Jessica Hull pulled away from the field and won the Cardinal race to pace the women of Oregon to runner-up finish on Saturday morning at the pre-nationals meet in Madison, Wisconsin. Men's tennis today is playing for a Northwest Regional title in both singles and doubles. We'll keep you up to date on that. And junior Peyton Pritchard one of 20 players nationally named to the 2019 Bob Cousy Point Guard of the Year Award, the preseason watch list that was announced earlier today. And finally, for your Cafe M two-minute drill, men's basketball walk-on tryouts. Students, what you got? Matt Ulmer is going to be there. You still got student eligibility left? Yeah, the shot is going up. We'll talk to Coach Ulmer about that. Yeah, but the tryouts are actually going to be on Wednesday, this Wednesday, 5 o'clock, Matthew Knight Arena practice courts. More information, contact the men's basketball office, get your pen ready, or your thumbs to type it into your phone. 541-346-4346. More details, godux.com. Men's basketball walk-on tryouts. Those interested must be enrolled as a full-time student at Oregon and should bring their own basketball shoes and practice gear. Interested students should enter at the player entrance that's on Villard Street right across from Wild Duck. Men's basketball tryouts, more details, goducks.com. It's your Cafe Yum two-minute drill. Cafe Yum restaurants throughout Oregon and Washington where special diet requests are always welcome. And you can always get catering for your next gathering or meeting. Menus, cafeyum.com. Matt Ulmer, we'll see how his basketball shot looks. Yeah, that's coming up. He's the Oregon Volleyball head coach. He joins us after this on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Wherever you go in Oregon, you'll find lottery dollars working because you're playing, supporting what matters to Oregonians. From schools and job creation to state parks and wildlife habitat, and now veteran services and outdoor school. Win or lose, every dollar you play adds up to a better Oregon for everyone. The Oregon Lottery. Together, we do good things. When you got your sights set on a goal, whether it's planting roots, planning your future, or going for the big win, you do what it takes to make it happen. And On Point Community Credit Union can help. We support our community with local banking and lending that unlocks opportunities. Because just like our Oregon Ducks, we play as a team and we win as one too. On Point is a proud sponsor of University of Oregon Athletics. Join in at onpointcu.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal opportunity lender. This is Duck Insider from IMG. From IMG, America's home for college sports. 
The possibility of lung cancer can be pretty scary, especially if you're one of approximately 8 million current or former smokers at high risk. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know that now there's a breakthrough low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early, and it only takes 60 seconds. You stop smoking, now start screening. For an easy quiz to see if you're eligible, visit SaveByTheScan.org. It could save your life. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. Joy Mack, welcoming you back to Duck Insider, presented by Point Community Credit Union, alongside the Oregon Volleyball Head Coach, Matt Olmer. How you doing, buddy? Thanks for having me. I'm really disappointed Hold on, look at this, ready? <sighs> well, first of all, that shot looked spectacular. Wow. I'm sure that you could pass as a student. It's my hook shot, though, that's... <laughs> the hook shot's where it's oh, at. Oh, real good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and how tall are you again? 6'7". Yeah, I think you could you could, you could get in the post with Kenny Wooten and, and those guys and see what happens. No, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, nope. I got to tell you, I'm really disappointed in you today. Thank you. Sorry, these are shoes. What are you doing? You had the greatest tweet of the year. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so for those that don't know, Coach Ulmer, I don't even know. I think it was like post-practice one day early in the season. He shows up in socks and sandals. They aren't even slides. Like These are no, like beach thong, sandals. Thong sandals. Yeah. yeah. And so we, we referenced it. We were like, oh, Coach, like that's some interesting style that you have there. He's like, ah, come from practice. And Well, then it became a thing. And then he wore them when he was talking to the rest of the media. So then I got obnoxious, you know, about it. So uh, no, it, it didn't get away from you. The duck with Harry, that was gold. Oh, on that Twitter, was gold. Yeah, that was great. I love that. Yeah, well done to the to the duck and the, the marketing team at Oregon. They did a good job. Oh my gosh, I was laughing. I was so too. hard it, for oh, two days. The it was duck's great. the best. But uh, so I guess we're we're going away from it, huh? You're gonna you're gonna start wearing shoes. The problem is the off day. Like if this was a Tuesday, I would. <laughs> okay, I, that's my fault. Uh, you know, hey. Lesson learned. You got to do what you got to do. Lesson learned. You got to do what you got to do. All right, you guys split over the weekend. Yep. And you guys were a little shorthanded uh, against Utah. And I, I want to start with something here. So we were talking during the break. Um, you won a set against a top 25 team mm-hmm. with six players, three of which were middle blockers. Mm-hmm. And a libero was playing in the front row at one point. Yep. Can you just real quick walk us through that? <laughs> just how? <laughs> what the? How? How did you win a set? With that lineup and also the the game in general, of course. Yeah, I mean, I thought (laughs) – so, yeah, we had uh, five players suspended so uh, for violating team rules. So um, that limited our roster. Plus we have Kylie Robinson who's – we're playing a red shirt, trying to red shirt. Um, So that put our roster down to seven. Um, And then Taylor Borup sprained her ankle at the end of the second set or midway through the second set. So then – She's doing okay? We'll see. I don't know. Okay. I think it, I think it's just a mild ankle sprain, but we'll see what happens. Um, that's the ankle that she hurt in North Carolina. So don't so. don't give don't, no don't give the Bay Area schools any any, yeah. any, any credit here. She's she, she's she's either gonna play or she's not gonna play. You guys I, won't, you guys won't know. I actually don't know. So well, that's, I, that's I, an easy stuff. I was trying to do the gamesmanship for you. Very nice. But yeah, you know, I'm trying to channel my inner coach sometimes. Thank you. It's yeah, good. I try. Continue, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so she went down, and so I used the exceptional sub rule. So took Cameron Tassett out of the libero jersey. Cameron Tassett's all of five two five three. Uh, put her in back in her normal jersey, and so we had six players to play with. So August Rasky got elbowed in the eye, so we almost had five to play with. So, but she she's tough. What would have happened there? She kept going. You just forfeit. So you can't just play with. Yeah, play no ghost play. I was, you know, can we ghost player it? You know, so it's her serve. We just forfeit right. that point and keep going five on six. I don't think so. Really? So, yeah. I don't think they might. Let I you know. Do that. I, I looked into it. So no, we were just. Shoot. I know that's a bummer. That is a bummer. Yeah, but uh, you know, we fought so hard. That was it. Was I mean. You know, it is what it is, you know, but I, I loved I loved everything about us in set three and four. Uh, and we were tired. I mean, it was an emotional week. I think less, yeah, really emotional week. Um, and then, you know, three road matches where I thought we played great. And then uh, the fourth road match in Utah's very good, and they were giving it to us, and we didn't have a lot left in our tank. And then I think when Taylor got hurt, it, it sparked us back up again, mm-hmm. you know. 
and then all of a sudden, you know, everybody had to really focus in or else it was going to get really embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, and then you just saw us fight, and then you saw Utah start to panic a little bit because all of a sudden, you know, they should beat us, and now all of a sudden we're doing some great things, and they're making some mistakes. There's some mind games. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, it's we're student-athletes, right? Right. So we can make mistakes, but we can also be great. And, um, yeah, so Cameron Tessa was amazing in her role. Uh, she wanted to block. She wanted to hit, and I said, August, if you set her, you know, we're going to have problems. So she never did. But um, So I apologize to Cameron for that. She really wanted her opportunity. Uh, but Lindsay Vanderweide really just took over. She was a, truly a leader, a captain. Um, I thought it was a really special performance from her. Um, and, I, you know, lesson for her and Samit Gill after the match was if you guys can do that, I mean, in those situations, you know, those, those circumstances, what are you holding back for, you know? Sure. Because they were fantastic. August Rasky was great all weekend. She had a triple-double against Colorado, and I thought she was good again against Utah with all the changes. And Veronica Stone played right side all the way around, you know, which she, even against Colorado, and we beat Colorado with that. Um, so, yeah, just a lot of really special performances and uh, proud of us for beating Colorado and being right in that match against Utah, uh, two really good teams on the road. So, yeah, hopefully a, a lot of valuable lessons to be learned this past week. So. Sure. I'm hoping that they were learned. You brought it up, August Rasky, the Colorado native, so that's mm-hmm. kind of cool. The really first cool. triple-double by a Pac-12 player this season and believed to be the first by a Duck since at least 2000, yeah. thanks to Nate Kruger from Oregon Communications for looking online. I'd like up. a specific, Nate, since 2000. What does that mean? I mean, that's very general. I mean, hey. Like, when was the last time? Well, here's here's what I will, I will tell you, and I won't speak for Nate. Um, record books prior to the Internet are, are hard to – Oh, you're making excuses. Figure out. No, I, I'm oh, saying. No, I'm fine. saying as a broadcaster. Nate, no problem, bud. Mute his microphone for a second. No, no. problem. Nate. No problem. As a as a broadcaster who has had to go back beyond you know, the early 2000s when everything was tracked in computers, record books are incomplete. Man, it's hard. It's actually really difficult to go find some of these stats. Yeah. So, I don't know if that's why, but I imagine that Nate is probably going and he's like, I. So you don't think he got to 2000? He's like. I'm done looking. No, I don't. Okay. Trust right. me, Nate's not that guy. Okay. Right. Um, but also, uh, I have to have a little fun with you because I know that you support all the other sports as many of the other coaches do, all the other coaches do around here. Um, August Rasky with uh, the second best, I thought, tweet of the weekend. I thought it was very good. Uh, now I responded yours, to it. Yours, uh, you did, and your your tweet about socks and sandals was, was right on. <laughs> but she tweeted that she's just doing her best Sabrina Ionescu impression uh, with the triple-double. Uh, well done, yeah, August Rasky. That was very good. Well done. Yeah. She said, uh, Sabrina responded with nine more. And then I said, yes, please. That (laughs) That would be be great. (laughs) Would love nine more triple doubles (laughs) from August. That would be outstanding. Yeah, all Uh, on the same page. A positive, too. uh, Kyra Hannah Wahini. Mm -hmm. She uh, was able to come back. Yeah, she came back in uh, against Colorado, and she was great. Really valuable points for us. And um, because or else Lauren Page would have had to serve and kind of do some more. So it was great that Kyra was able to step in. Hannah Wahine. Hannah Wahine. Hey, that was pretty good. Hannah. How often do people pronounce that Not wrong Hannah. when you go on the road? Oh, did I say Hannah the first time? Hana. Hana Wahine. Yeah, so much better. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. I thought I had it right the first time. Yeah, Shoot. I'm sure you did. So did Nate. Thought he had that. It's okay. <laughs> uh, it's just the grilling of Nate Kruger today, and I was trying to give Nate a compliment. Man, he wasn't on the road with us this weekend. Yeah, I you know, know. we win when he's on the road. That's, that's it's his fault. That's true. That's okay. Uh, but yeah, and then uh, he, you know what? He just texted me. Oh. Literally, literally in the archive room right now, trying to figure it out. <laughs> See. I'm just pulling out the best of him, okay? <laughs> All right. Go. That, that's got to be it. That's got to be it. Good response, He's Matt Ulmer, the Oregon Volleyball head coach. Uh, he's in mid-season form today, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um, succeeding on the road has uh, been really, really important for you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, prior to losing to Utah, you guys were on quite the streak mm-hmm. of winning on the road. Keys to that. I talked to you about that a couple weeks ago, but it seems like you guys just keep winning on the road and keep having these great performances on the road, even in losses. I think for us, like, we limit distractions when we're on the road, you know. Uh, I'm able to kind of contain them a little bit more, keep their focus, getting our game plans easier because we have a little bit more time to review film and just because I have the time with them, you know. And I think also they all get to connect more on the road, so I think it just helps us bond more and a little bit more teamness. So I think with this group – this group is a pretty confident group. Um, you know, we're really talented. So I think the fans on the road don't really bug this team that much. Any of those kind of excuses that you would say when you're Maybe on the road. Maybe they'll fuel them a little. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we haven't really even played in those type of environments because um, even like Hawaii, Nebraska, like they're very mild manner fans. Yeah. You know, they're not ridic- ridiculous fans. So They're not obnoxious fans. Yeah, they're not obnoxious fans. So I don't think we've really had that environment yet. Um, Pauley Pavilion and Galen, bigger places, so you're not getting that kind of intimate uh, PC. There, Washington State's kind of the one place, but we don't even go there this year. Um, but yeah, but I think all those reasons, you know, help help us. 
So we have to do a much better job at home, you know. Speaking of that, you're at home now. Back at home. That's got to be nice to, to be back. It's nice to not go on a plane. Yep. Yes. Yes, we're ready to be here Especially this with week. your long legs. Do you always get the exit row? You know, I don't like to take any of those. I like to stay with the team. Okay. Yeah, we play cards. Team doesn't sit in the exit rows either? Team does not get No. Oh, I was in the middle of the whole way back. It was nice. 31B. Great seat. You guys Great play a ton seat. of cards. Like ton of cards. A lot of cribbage. And really, yeah, there's right. there's multiple cribbage games going on now. So I mean, it's and you're playing in like three of them. If I could, I would. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Zach Blaine made one. I would trip. win them all. I would be in three I'm games sure. and winning them all. I'm sure uh, people are smarter than to beat the head coach at his own game. Zach Blaine uh, did make one trip uh, with the volleyball team. He came back with lots of stories to tell. <laughs> did you? <laughs> I think that's an exaggeration there, Joey. But. Ah, I mean, I heard I heard at least two. I, I, that's lots. I hear a little backpedaling going on right now. No, no. You hear those, ne- those noises? You'd never hear that on they the They weren't show. about you. They coach. weren't about you, Coach. I don't know if that's better or worse. <laughs> Probably a combination of both. He's Matt Homer, the Oregon Volleyball head coach. Let's talk about some keys, though, to, to winning at home. I mean, it, this is a – this is th- these are tough teams uh, mm. on <laughs> in any yeah. given year with yeah. Cal and Stanford. Yes. What do they bring to the table this year? Yeah, I mean, Cal's doing a great job right now. Um, I mean, they, they've lost a handful, but they were all five setters, or even their USC match was deuce set in the fourth game, you know, to go to another, to go to a fifth. The, Washington beat them up pretty good, I thought, in the third, but other than that, it was pretty close. Uh, they just beat Washington State, who was out without Taylor Mims, but uh, still a great win. So they've, they've been playing really well. Um, they're physical, two big middles that score well. They control the ball. Um, they are pretty confident right now, so that's a good team. And then um, Stanford, you know, I think is the favorite to win the national championship right now. And they have the best player in the country, in Catherine Plummer, um, who's just putting up ridiculous numbers. Um, and they're they're really good, really physical, um, similar to what you've seen from them the past couple of years. Uh, and they're confident, and they're in it to win it. And uh, you know, we'd like to get our act together so we could try to give them a, give them a fight. Seven o'clock for the Ducks against Cal at Matthew Knight Arena on Friday, and then Stanford. That's a at eleven a.m., but it's on ESPN two as well. That's a big time matchup, no bring, doubt. Bring your pajamas. Oh yeah, that's right. Yes. Hey, you know, I actually have to tell you, I'd like um, to wear a duck onesie if you have one. I do. Okay. No, right. so I'm. This is this is one hundred percent serious. I'm actually really glad you brought this up. So we've we've had our B Oregon um, Duck Store decked out mannequin. Mm-hmm. I was at the Duck Store uh, on campus uh, yesterday. They have a duck onesie. Like, it is duck colors. It's very like Eugene meets University of Oregon. Uh-huh. I, I'm serious, Coach. I thought about it. Could a 6'7 guy fit in it? You know, you might have to wear some high socks, but I think it'd be a good style for you. Okay. All right. I think it could work. Yeah. I mean, they really. had a duck onesie at the duck store. I mean, I feel like this hair could pull anything off, so. <laughs> He's confident where he needs to be, isn't he? He's Matt Ulmer, the Oregon Volleyball head coach, and uh, I, I really – I think you – Make us make a stop if you have a chance. Unbelievable. I didn't do that one. That, that was I can't for take you. credit for that one. That was probably for me. <laughs> make a stop at the duck store and you can I'll check take out a look. I'll see if the size is right. Yeah, I, I know it's probably tough for you. You know, you got to get some custom tailored. I feel onesies. like the socks with sandals would go well with the duck onesie. I, I really agree. That's okay. I mean, that's a, that is yes. Mm. That is pajamas. Wow. Thanks for that. We we do have you always uh, on the drop board just okay. in case. Well, that's Thank you. Yeah. Hey, you're the best. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. You're the best. Appreciate you taking Zach's the time. Zach's okay, and, and uh, Nate's. <laughs> God. Nate, you do great work. I appreciate it. Love you, Nate. He's Matt Ulmer, the Oregon Volleyball head coach. The Ducks have the Bay Area schools. Cal, Friday, Stanford on Sunday. More info. Get your tickets. GoDucks.com. Get your onesie at the Duck store as well. Go Ducks. We're back after this on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Hey, will you hand me a bag? Here's another can. The founder of the Boy Scouts of America said, the real way to gain happiness is to give it to others. Scouts here in Eugene are doing just that with Bottle Drop Give. The money they earn from collecting bottles and cans at football tailgates pays for scout trips and training. So do twice the good, recycle your empties, and donate your refund to a nonprofit like the Boy Scouts. Bottle Drop Give. Everyone wants to give their kids the world, but sending them to college can seem overwhelming. I'm John Zeiser with Country Financial, and I get it. My wife and I graduated with college debt, and we didn't want that for our three boys, Anson, Paxton, and Hawkins. So we're taking simple steps to prepare them for college, and Country Financial can help you take simple steps too. Because whether you're our customer or our family, we want you to be successful. Find an authorized representative at TakeSimpleSteps.com. More Duck Insider coming up on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Question. 
When you walk into the boardrooms of the most successful companies, who do you meet? Answer, men and women who played high school sports. Education-based high school sports give us more than athletes we can root for. They give us leaders we can depend on. Question, so where will we find tomorrow's leaders? Answer, high school sports. This message presented by the National Federation of State High School Associations and the National Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. So take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. We're back on Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Thanks to Matt Ulmer, the Oregon Volleyball head coach. He said on his way out he's got to go apologize to his sports information director, Nate Kruger. I'm actually serious. Like, those archives are extremely incomplete as you go back further and further. You just didn't keep stats like this. I mean, especially, I mean, with football, men's basketball, yeah, you might be able to find some. But the records are tough to find, man. When it's not all computerized, it's amazing how it's all gone electronic. Uh, I want to get to a few of your Facebook comments and questions, uh, get to some other things here on the show today as well. Um, Tobiah brought up, uh, let's not forget Aaron Bully took down Peyton Pritchard in the three-point shootout at Matt Night Madness. Yeah, that was actually pretty fun. Um, and Miles Norris and Kenny Wooten in the dunk contest were unbelievably good. They were outstanding. The athleticism is off the charts for these two teams, off the charts. Uh, there's no no doubt. Uh, Matt asking, you guys going to be down for in Tucson uh, for the game in a couple weeks? Absolutely. Ducks uh, back-to-back road trips. Hopefully everybody will be enjoying a celebratory one of those. And, yeah, we'll be down there in uh, Tucson. I am actually not making that trip. It'll be the first Oregon football game that I will not be at in ooh, five years. No, that's not true. Five, Yeah, five years. So it's all on you if it goes south. Apparently. Hey, you know what? Everybody has their role. I just try not to jinx anything as a broadcaster. That's really my my role on the team here. Yeah, unfortunately, I will not be making that trip, Matt, but say hi to the rest of the the guys for me while you're down there. And, boy, this um, this has been a fun week. And I see Michael uh, about Darian Felix. Yeah, he's he's been dinged up. His foot has been giving him problems recently. So hopefully he'll be able to get back healthy. Coach said today that, Maybe he w- maybe he needs one more week or two. We'll see. Coach said he doesn't think it's anything serious, but be nice to get some depth back at that running back position as well. We won't have time to get to the rest of Coach Cristobal's press conference today. We had too much fun talking with Coach Olmer, interacting with all of you in the Facebook comments section, which I really, really appreciate. Thanks to everybody for doing so. But, yeah, we, we won't get to the rest of Coach Cristobal on the show today, but you can check it out on GoDucks.com. And also, it's on the Oregon Football Facebook page as well. And it will be on the YouTube channel for GoDucks.com. So many different ways to watch all of your Duck content, and we've got you covered. Uh, Zach Blaine and his crew putting all of the stuff uh, everywhere on all of the various social media channels. Well done, Zach. Well done, Quack Video. You can find uh, the rest of Coach Cristobal's press conference on GoDucks.com, the YouTube page for GoDucks.com, and on the Oregon Football Facebook page. Tomorrow on the program, We have a busy, busy day planned. Marcus Arroyo, the Oregon offensive coordinator, is scheduled to meet with the media. And I'm hoping to talk with Justin Herbert, Shane Lemieux, and C.J. Verdell after practice tomorrow. And Kat Mertz, head coach, Oregon soccer, is going to join us. It's pretty cool, actually, to watch Marlo Swetman and the former Duck, Marlo Swetman, play with Jamaica in the CONCACAF Cup. That was pretty cool to see. Talk with her tomorrow and interact with all of you as well. Zach Blaine, Randy Anthony. Thanks, everybody. I'm Joey Mack. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Duck Insider. Sam Weish was a quarterback, head coach, and broadcaster in the NFL. Last year, he became a heart recipient. And now I know what a miracle feels like. My new heart gave me a new mission in life, and that is to get others to sign up to be organ donors. There are over 130 million people that have already signed up. Be a part of that. Please sign up to be an organ, eye, and tissue donor. 
Go to organdonor.gov. U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. I rescued Toast from a shelter in 2011. I love Toast because she's a lazy diva. Toast does whatever she wants, obviously. She's sleeping right now. She's so loving. She's so comforting. When I walked into the shelter, I knew right then that she was special. Toast, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. Whoa, long time no see. It's me, the rock t-shirt in the back of your closet. Dude, remember? You crowd surfed in me, man. But you haven't worn me in like forever. I get it, you're retired. But I still got some rock left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Many medicines used to treat colds and flu contain acetaminophen, a pain reliever and fever reducer found in hundreds of over-the-counter and prescription medicines. But taking too much or more than one medication containing acetaminophen per day can damage your liver. So always read the label and don't take acetaminophen if you drink three or more alcoholic drinks every day. To learn more, visit fda.gov slash otcpaininfo. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Food and Drug Administration. listening to Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Duck Insider is presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. With a special thanks to University of Oregon Athletics Director Rob Mullins. Duck Insider is an exclusive presentation of IMG, America's home for college sports. 